Welcome to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers Podcast, where we share the latest information and views from industry leaders. Hi, I'm Kim Marcellus, Senior Editor of McKnight's Long-Term Care News. Happy to have you here today for a story that's about creating a little fun. As long as the idea of running for nearly 40 hours straight doesn't send you into a panic. My guest today is Todd Beasley, HR Director at the Diakonos Group, which operates 15 skilled assisted living and group home facilities in Oklahoma. Two days ago, Todd completed a two-day running fundraiser to benefit the staff at those communities, and he's here to tell us a little about the effort. Welcome, Todd. How are the legs feeling? Oh, Kim, good to talk to you. Thanks for having me on today. And actually, the legs are feeling surprisingly great. So fantastic. Um, I'm doing well. So how many miles did you end up doing over 48 hours? Well, yeah, I did the math afterwards and, and realized um, I wanted to make sure I got the goal of 48, which is the the, the challenge itself was 48 uh, miles in two days. Um, I ended up doing a little more than that. I ended up with 62 uh, or right at a little over 100K for two days. Yeah, that's a little over. That's impressive. <laughs> well, thank you so much for squeezing us in then on obviously a, a busy work week for you. So I want to come back and have you tell us more about those two days. But first, I want to um, share with our audience a little about your motivation for doing this. I understand the donations uh, raised through this fundraiser went to the Diakonos Fund Committee. Can you tell us a little bit about what that is? Yeah, the Fund Committee was started five or six years ago um, by our Chief Operating Officer, Kimberly Green, as really just a way to celebrate um, through different uh, events and things during the year. Um, each month we have an event that we plan out that they um, kind of vote on an activity or something fun for them to do as a staff to just really celebrate and, and um, you know, have fun together. And so it's, it's everything from potlucks to dress up days, to movie nights, to, you know, holiday parties and, and you know, Typically in our facilities, we have those type of activities for our residents that the staff do participate in. But these events throughout the year are specifically for the staff and really just to celebrate and honor and you know have a good time together. Um, and so that's kind of what the fund committee does. It's kind of a grassroots committee. Each one of the facilities has representative that kind of spearhead it. And then everybody participates together, you know, for just the, the good of the group. So. Um, it's really kind of a neat deal. And you use some of that money as well to help meet employee needs. Can you talk a little bit about that side of it? Yeah, and it, there's not the funds are just really designated to one specific thing. It's really some, sometimes it's a needs based thing. And those things can range from, you know, things throughout the school year, to school supplies need or, you know, we've got, you know, an employee with a newborn that needs maybe a, a car seat or something you know, specific for them. Um, some of our facilities have food pantries to stock, you know, different things. Um, so just, it's really just a, whatever they kind of see the need at a building for an employee. And those things are just so individual and wide, wide, wide variety, so to speak, that they just, once those needs are kind of identified, those funds are engaged to help those employees or, you know, really benefit them. So as an organization, you can respond to that without having to figure out necessarily where in your operating budget those programs are going to come for or come yeah. from. Yeah. And it's also, you know, a, a, a really a, 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 with dignity and respect to try to, you know, 
you know, not people shouldn't be, they don't want to be seen necessarily as a charity case, but, you know, if we can do something nice for them, you know, it's just a way for also for us to, you know, help each other. And, and so that's really kind of a good thing. And I know this event got a lot of uh, media coverage locally. Can you tell me a little bit about how the fun around the fun run kind of builds excitement for careers in long-term care? I mean, we all know how hard it is to hire and keep people in this sector right now. Do you see this as a, a little tool that adds to your efforts to promote the sector and, and your own organization as a great place to work? I think so. You know, anytime we can, you know, put our caregivers, you know, in the spotlight and really highlight the amazing things that they do and get to do every day, you know, um, providing care to elders is an amazing, fulfilling career. Um, And so anytime we can say, hey, man, let's let's highlight and showcase some of these individuals and what they're doing. It it really just paints a true picture of what our industry does to the, the, the general public. And, and, and really highlights the, the amazing stuff that's, that's happening. And so I do think that benefits us because, it, like I said, it's, it really paints the picture of what it really is, the good stuff that's happening. And, and too often, you know, especially during the pandemic, not all the media attention was, I think, you know, highlighting the good things that are happening. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's that, that positive good stuff that, that really the majority of things that we do are good and positive. So it's just a chance for that to happen. So I think it's uh, definitely beneficial. And and also it seemed like it was a pretty fun event for staff and residents to participate in, at least vicariously. Saw a lot of posters, saw a lot of people watching you outside and through the windows. So tell us a little bit about your route. Uh, I understand there was a little rain. Tell me about that. And then kind of highlight some of the support you had along the way. Yeah, so I tried to highlight and, and really make it an, an inclusionary event because I understand not everybody can or really wants to run the types of distances or, you know, the time periods that I did. But they do want to get out and get excited about, you know, what we do. So I started the run at one of our facilities in Oklahoma City. And from that facility, I did a four-mile route. Um, and then um, we we had staff and residents come out and you know, participate and cheer each other on and cheer me on and, and had some staff members, you know, um, participate a shorter distance with me, um, which was great, you know, so that kind of kicked it off. And then, you know, went into the, just different routes. Um, mainly I try to pick routes that are safe, you know, and so, you know, some local parks that have running trails that are lit and, you know, safe to do, you know, this type of event on, I, I pick those out. So, the first half routes were in Oklahoma City, and then I transitioned to Tulsa area, which our facilities are generally located in Oklahoma City and in Tulsa, the two predominant areas. So then that way the staff in those two areas could, you know, kind of join in, participate and come out and um, have fun with me. And so then the, the, the Tulsa area started the second day. And so I ran through the night there um, in, in the Tulsa and then finished up at, at one of our facilities in Tulsa started and finished there. And so that was where um, the, the the local news came out and did an interview and talked to some staff members and joined in the celebration. And so that was, you know, the kind of the, the way it worked out this year for us. And was the overnight the period that you had the rain? Yeah, the second night, Tuesday, I started Monday evening and then ran through Monday night. The weather was amazing then. Um, 
the moon was out. It was just a clear, perfect night in Oklahoma during the springtime. That's not always the case, <laughs> which then happened on Tuesday. So I, you know, they had some initial thoughts. It might run, it might rain a little bit, but yeah, we got some, some pretty interesting storms overnight, which made the run a little challenging and a little, you know, memorable. Um, and so then, um, but the final run on uh, Wednesday afternoon was just really nice weather. So, uh, but yeah, the, the overnight runs were kind of interesting on the second night because the I, I was um, a thunderstorm and lightning storm was approaching oh, as I was finishing up one of my runs, so I had to kind of um, run a little faster to get done before you know the conditions got really bad. So. <laughs> After already running for a full day, that yeah, was, yeah, they speed up. Just test your commitment there, <laughs> right? So the idea, obviously, is that people support this effort through fundraising. Um, did you have a goal that you hope to raise through the effort? Yeah, we. I didn't. I wasn't able to participate last year, but the first year I did this was two years ago when we raised about six thousand um, dollars. And so our goal this year was because who who doesn't need a goal? We well need goals, so we didn't went ahead and double that goal. So we want to raise try to raise twelve thousand dollars. And I'm not sure exactly where we're sitting right now because we're still. We're saving, receiving money from our GoFundMe page in different areas too, and so donors are still continuing to tri- contribute. So, um, yeah, our goal this year is twelve thousand dollars. That's fantastic, and we'll drop a, a link in our show notes for anybody who wants to, to maybe help you out with that effort. That so would be wanna, amazing. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, I mean, we, we at McKnight's love to share good efforts, and uh, we know that providers are, are doing their best to be positive and, and promote a great work environment. So happy to pass your story along. I just want to finish with the, the question that always comes to my mind after somebody's done a really long event, you know. I, I think for you, you are a seasoned distance runner, um, but still 48 hours is a, is a good commitment, really works your body over. Can you tell me, you know, what you typically do to recover and, you know, were you sitting in the office much the last couple of days or uh, trying to stay on your feet and just keep moving? Yeah, a little bit of both. Um, uh, I traveled back from Tulsa, Oklahoma City yesterday afternoon and had some meetings or lunchtime meetings and then um, afternoon meetings. So it was a little bit of both. So I, I did, um, you know, recovery for me, uh, it's it's uh, uh, continuing to stretch and, and keep moving for a little bit to not remain too static. And then, you know, focus on the hydration, obviously rehydrating and then you know, getting some nutrition back in yet because, you know, ultra distances like this uh, really tax your, you know, calorically, you, you kind of are at a deficit, even if you try to eat, it's really hard to eat and run at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so everything tastes better uh, after this kind of thing. So, um, and trying to focus on those things. So, and it's I've really done well. So, and when I think will you run again? Tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. Tomorrow, I'll be back to running tomorrow. It won't be as long. I'm not doing anything <laughs> um, super long distance, but yeah, you know, just getting out and keep moving and, and um, is, you know, kind of the plan. So, well, terrific. Well, that brings us to the finish line on this episode, Todd, but we, we really appreciate you swinging by. We hope to see you back out there again next year. Good health, willing. And uh, for McKnight, this is Kim Marcellus. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to McKnight's Long-Term Care Newsmakers podcast. For the latest in long-term care news, visit McKnight's.com.